bestbookbits.com brings you the book summary of My Morning Routine, How Successful People Start Every Day, inspired by Benjamin Spall and Michael Zander. A guide to early morning habits that boost your productivity and relax you, featuring interviews with leaders like Ariana Huffington, General Stanley McChrystal, Maria Kondo, and more. Maria Kondo performs a quick tidying ritual to quiet her mind before leaving the house. The president of Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios, Ed Catmull, mixes three shots of Nespresso with three scoops of cocoa powder and two sweeteners. Fitness expert Julian Michaels doesn't set an alarm because her five-year-old jolts her from sleep by jumping into bed for a cuddle every morning. Part instructional manual, part someone else's diary. The authors of My Morning Routine interviewed 64 of today's most successful people, including three-time Olympian gold medalist Rebecca Sonny, Twitter co-founder Biz Stone, and General Stanley McChrystal, and offers timeless advice on creating a routine of your own. Some routines are all about early morning exercise and Spartan living. Others are more leisurely and self-indulgent. What they have in common is they don't feel like a chore. Once you land on the right routine, you look forward to waking up. This comprehensive guide will show you how to get into the routine that works for you so you can develop the habits that move you forward. Just as a Jenga stack is only as sturdy as its foundational blocks, the choices we make throughout our day depend on the intentions we set in the morning. Like it or not, our morning habits form the stack that our whole day is built on. Whether you want to boost your productivity, implement a workout or meditation routine, or just learn to roll with the punches in the morning, this book has you covered. If you want the full summary of the book, just click on the link to download this. And before we get on with the summary, just quickly, if you've been thinking about starting or growing a YouTube channel or podcast show, writing your first book or creating your first course, I consult content creators all around the world how to monetize their passion and creative dreams. Book a free consult with me now using the link in the description to find out how we can work together so you can start making money online now. On with the book summary of My Morning Routine. Key idea number one. Nothing gets you out of bed like an important task or something you love to do. You know the scene. The alarm starts ringing and you drowsily fumble in the dark to switch it off. All you want is a little more sleep. But mornings don't have to be miserable moments of resentfully hauling yourself out of bed. One way to make sure you start the day bright-eyed and bushy-tailed is to have an important task ahead of you. Take MIT president Leo Raphael Reef. He sets his alarm at 6am, but he's usually already up a good 30 or even 60 minutes before it rings. Why does he forgo the extra sleep? Well, he wants to make sure he's had a gander at his inbox before the day gets going. That's because MIT is a truly global institution. As its president, Ralph needs to stay in the loop and make sure he's up to speed on the latest developments. If he's not up at the crack of dawn, he worries he'll miss something important. But you don't have to be head of a large organization to give yourself a good reason to jump out of bed each morning. Knowing that something you really care about awaits you is just as good of a boost once the proverbial rooster starts crowing. Take a leaf out of the author Carol Paul's book. She's also an early riser. Like Reef, she's usually up at 6am. What gets her out of bed? It's the chance to spend a couple of hours reading in peace before the rest of the world begins to make itself felt. Reading isn't just her bread and butter. It's something she loves doing. 
Mornings are as an oasis of calm in a hectic life, and it's often the only chance she gets to engross herself in a good book. New York-based street photographer Andre Wagner also used mornings to pursue his passion. He's usually out of the house no later than 7 or 7.30 a.m. It's a great time to walk the city and capture the early morning light with his camera. But there's also a simple trick that will help you get a good start. Don't use the snooze button on your alarm. The author's interviews with successful early risers showed that while 71% used an alarm, only 34% made use of the snooze function. There's a good reason for that. Grabbing a few extra minutes of sleep might feel like what your body needs, but in the end, you'll feel more tired than if you'd just gotten up when the alarm first rang. Think of it this way. Lightly slumbering is akin to revving the car engine without putting it into gear. Both activities are a waste of gas. The most important tip, however, is to follow your own instincts. Experiment and see what works for you. Something that does the trick for other people might not work for you. If you realize it doesn't, don't be afraid to abandon it and try something else. My morning routine key idea number two. Some of your best work will be done in the morning, so give yourself time to see it, to it, before tackling other tasks. Whether it's a big work project or something more personal, you probably have a whole list of things you keep meaning to get around to but never seem to find the time for. There simply doesn't seem to be enough hours in the day, right? Well, there are. You just need to snatch them in the morning. That's often the time you'll end up doing your most important work. Take Sheena Brady. She gets up early, and so she'll have time for her own company. Tease Tea to which she dedicates the hours between 7am and 11am before spending the rest of the working day at Shopify. The author and public speaker Todd Henry finds mornings similarly rewarding. After he stopped trying to cram everything into the first part of his day, he created time and space to tackle the work which is most important to him, studying and writing. Mornings, he claims, are there for precisely that. Making the right start is key if you really want to get to the vital things. One more way of doing that is to avoid beginning the day by checking your emails. Author Ryan Holiday aims to make sure he does at least one other task before opening his inbox. In his case, that's writing, but you could also try other things, taking a shower, say, or going for a run. Shane Parrish, the founder of Farnham Street Blog, also adheres to this rule. He stopped checking his emails in the morning after noticing how it let others dictate the course of his day. It's a nifty trick. Responding to emails is, after all, reactive, whereas your morning activities should be proactive. It's the time to take care of your own needs and schedule your day. A great way of setting your own agenda for the day is to write down a to-do list. Take Jeff Colvin, senior editor at The Fortune magazine. Every morning, he sits down and writes out a list of what he wants to accomplish that day. Once he's got his itinerary down on paper, he starts working through the tasks, beginning with the most important. But it's also a good idea to take all this advice with a pinch of salt. Author Chris Gillibo, for example, finds that starting his day by reading his emails suits him perfectly. Which brings us to our next key idea, workout routines. My morning routine, key idea number three. 
early morning exercise can set you up for a healthy, happy, and productive day. Let's not beat around the bush. Exercise is good for you. That's something the author's interviewees have noticed too and acted on. 79% of them work out every day. Exercise isn't just about turning your abs or getting into shape. Indeed, it's as good for the mind as it is good for the body. Take the American Olympian swimmer and bronze medalist, Caroline Buckle. She gets up at 5.30 every morning and hits the gym first thing. That's part of and parcel of the life of an athlete. But there's more to it than that. Getting her body moving, she says, is her way of meditating. Sherry Langsing, the former president of the 20th Century Fox Film Corporation, admits that she occasionally skips her workout routine. That's unavoidable sometimes, but there's a good reason to make a concentrated effort to stick to your exercise regime. As Langsing says, when she makes working out the most important part of her morning routine, she feels on top of the world for the rest of the day. That said, you shouldn't overexert yourself. Alternating exercises from one day to the next can prevent injuries and keep you interested and focused. Take a look at Lan Singh's routine. Mondays and Wednesdays are for Pilates. Tuesdays and Thursdays are spent running on a treadmill for an hour and a half followed by weightlifting. Retired U.S. Army General Stanley McChrystal has a similar setup. A man who clearly believes that the early bird catches the worm. He gets up at 4 a.m., for his daily hour and a half workout session. Mixing it up is a key part of his approach. That's why he alters between running and weightlifting. He noticed the benefits of that after abandoning his old habit of running the same distance every single morning. Getting started can seem daunting. It's easy to set overly ambitious targets and end up feeling guilty because you haven't met them. But remember, you can also start with something small and gradually increase the strenuousness of your workout routine over time. A good way of getting going is to build exercise into your pre-existing routine. You could do a set of jumping jacks while you wait for your coffee to brew, for example. Julie Zayo, the Vice President of Product Design at Facebook, has a simple yet effective way of incorporating a workout session in her day. Rather than hitting the gym across the town, she aims to spend between 10 and 15 minutes on her cross trainer each day. Because that's not a massive amount of time, the stakes remain low. That means working out becomes as natural as brushing her teeth in the morning. Planning around your fitness regime is another way to set yourself up for success. Take Kevin Cleary, the CEO of Cliff Bar & Company. He sits down every Sunday to plan his workout routine around his work and family commitments. By resisting the temptation to set his exercise plans in stone, he frees himself up to take a more pragmatic approach. And that means he's less likely to cancel or postpone an individual session. My morning routine, key idea number four. Morning meditation focuses your mind for the rest of the day, if you do it regularly. It's easy to dismiss meditation as a fad, especially if you've never tried it. But there must be a reason over half of the author's interviewees regularly meditate, right? The reason so many of them swear by it is that's a great way to start the day. Take Michael Acton-Smith, the CEO of a meditation app, Calm. He heads a group meditation session at the company's headquarters every morning. 
as he himself admits that sounds dreadfully California, but it's actually a great way to kick off the working day. Aced Gazda, the founder of the London-based Wild Food Cafe, agrees early morning meditation sessions are the most important part of her day. They're moments of calm in which she can confront her concerns about what lies ahead. Once she's done that, the rest of the day just falls into place. In fact, some people are so devoted to meditating on a daily basis that they make sure they never miss a single session. The president of Pixar and Walt Disney Animation Studios, Ed Catmull, meditates for around 30 to 60 minutes every day and hasn't gone a day without doing so for years. He says that slowing down and focusing his mind sets him up to respond calmly to unexpected events. Novelist and teacher Ruth Ozeki places a similar premium on meditation. Although her schedule changes throughout the year depending on what she's doing at any given time, she always makes time to meditate. That's hardly surprising. She is a Zen Buddhist priest after all. So whether she has a hectic day of teaching or a more relaxed writing day ahead of her, she meditates before doing anything else. Well, almost. There is time to enjoy a cup of coffee in bed. If that sounds good, you might be wondering where to start. Meditation is all about being mindful of your surroundings and being in the moment. So a good place to jump in is by focusing your mind on mundane moments, like making yourself coffee or tea in the morning. Whatever it is that you're doing, once you're fully focused on the task at hand, you're already meditating. My morning routine, key idea number five. Give yourself a little me time before jumping into work and everyday responsibilities. So far, we've focused on using morning routines to boost your productivity, but you shouldn't neglect the person engaging in those routines, you. In fact, carving out some me time is another great way of setting yourself up for the day. Taking a moment to do things that are important to you gives you a head start on the day. And when things begin getting a little more hectic, you'll already be well positioned to take them in stride. That's why Melody McCloskey, CEO of Style Seat, does. After getting up at 5.45am, she spends the next hour or so tidying up or dealing with personal and work-related issues. By the time everyone else is up and about, she's already firmly in her groove, and that makes her both more productive and happier for the rest of the day. But it isn't just about chores that you can make extra time for. Taking a moment to focus on anything that you value can boost your creative output. Take the artist Ali Luna. The very first thing she does upon waking up is to record her dreams using a dictaphone. Dreams both provide her with an insight into her subconscious mind and serve as a source of creative inspiration. Often she uses her recordings to help her paint her dreams. You can also follow the example of illustrator and instructor Yuko Shimizu. She takes a slow train to work to allow for five extra minutes of reading time. Whatever it is you want to do with the extra time you've freed up, it's important not to dive straight into work. Slowing down your morning routine has a calming influence on the rest of the day and prevents you from becoming swamped. In the next key idea, we'll take a look at how to prepare for a great morning the evening before. My morning routine, key idea number six, you can start preparing your morning routine the evening before. You might think that morning routines are all about, well, mornings, 
but setting yourself up for a great start to the day is something you can actually begin planning the previous evening. A good night's sleep is key. So how do you go about ensuring you get enough rest to start bright and early? In a word, by disconnecting. That means switching off your technological connections to the world as early as you can each evening. Take the best-selling author and entrepreneur, Nero Isle, who installed a special router that automatically cuts off his connection to the internet at around 10 each evening. That means he's usually tucked up in bed no later than 11. Author and podcast host David Kadavy has a similar approach. He turns off the screens in his home at 10 and sleeps with blue blocker goggles to prevent LCD screens interfering with his sleep. If he's not ready for bed, he avoids social media and instead does something quiet like reading a book. Emails are another disturbance that can prevent you from winding down in the evening. That's why author and public speaker Jenny Blake simply doesn't check her inbox after 5pm. It's a technique that makes for a relaxing evening and leaves her feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the world the next morning. Reflection and quietly mulling over the course of your day can also help you disconnect and depressurize. When she hits the sack, Jenny Blake asks herself what the highlights and low points of her day were, thinking about what she can be proud of or grateful for who helps her unwind and clear her mind. Once she's done that, she falls asleep in the book summary of an eye. Math teacher and author Jose Luis Wilson also swears by the benefits of unwinding. His trick, a soothing cup of chamomile tea before bed. Truly disconnecting is, however, sometimes easier said than done. But little details can make all the difference. Take Bob Moore, the founder of health food company Bob's Red Mill. Every evening, he lays out the clothes he plans on wearing the next day, which makes his morning a whole lot less complicated. My morning routine, key idea number seven. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, and you might just be able to dispense with your alarm. If you're having a tough time getting out of bed and making a start on the day ahead, there's usually a pretty obvious culprit, a bad night's sleep. Sticking to a consistent bedtime can be tricky, but it's something to strive for. After all, the amount of rest you've had has a greater effect on your mornings than anything else. But it's not just your morning routine that stands to benefit from you getting a proper night's sleep. Adequate sleep is vital to your whole sense of well-being. That's something Huffington Post founder Ariana Huffington learned the hard way. At one point, she became so sleep-deprived that she ended up fainting and breaking her cheekbone on a desk. That was the moment she decided to make some much-needed changes to her lifestyle. Today, she tries to always get 8 hours of sleep, and in order to achieve that target, heads bedward at 11 every night. In fact, she manages to sleep so well that she doesn't even need an alarm. Scott Adams, the creator of the Dilbert comic, also builds his day around getting the right amount of sleep. In his case, that means getting up as early as he can, Mornings are when he's most productive, and making sure he's tucked up in bed by 11pm. That's important, he says, because sleep deprivation slows your mind down. By his estimation, tiredness can knock a good 10 points off your IQ score. That means it might be time to stop using an alarm and get you out of the land of the nod. At least, that's what venture capitalist Brad Field did. 
For years, he'd got up at 5am on weekdays, no matter where he was in the world, and he spent his weekends catching up on missed sleep. Unfortunately for Field, the less than healthy routine resulted in a major depressive episode. After reaching that low, he changed his habit. Now he makes sure he's getting the sleep he needs by simply slumbering away until his body is ready to wake up, which might be as early as 5.30 or as late as 9am. So you can see how important it is to get the right amount of sleep. Going to bed early or waking up a bit later are both options. But even if you can't manage that, you can try to develop a consistent pattern and catch up later. My morning routine, key idea number eight. Children dictate when you wake up, but parenting also has its pleasures. If you've already found your perfect morning routine before having children, you're likely to be in for a rude awakening, literally. Once you become a parent, the pattern that used to prepare you for the day ahead will probably no longer fit your life. That's not necessarily a bad thing, though. Children thrive on routine just as much as adults do. The key is to make changes to your regime so that it also works for your kids. A good way to start is with the realization that your children are alarm clocks. They'll determine when you wake up with greater precision than your phone ever could. Nick Bilton, a special correspondent for Vanity Fair, says he used to wake up at around 6am to get some work done. Now, however, he randomly awakened by his toddler every morning at 5.30. That's a new pattern. And even if the kids sleep later than usual, his dog is always on hand to make sure he's up. Twitter co-founder Biz Stone reports a similar experience. His five-year-old wakes him up between 6.30 and 7am each morning. That's a cannily chosen time. It leaves exactly an hour for playtime. So if you're a parent who wants to get something done in the morning, you'll need to be up and about before your kids. Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson wakes up between 5am and 6.30am. For example, that gives him anywhere between one and two and a half hours of personal time before his twins wake up at 7.30am. Whatever routine you end up choosing, remember that the most important thing is to enjoy your family time once you're all awake. That's especially important if, like Ferguson, you'll likely be working late in the evening. My morning routine, key idea number nine. Try to adapt your routine when you're traveling rather than abandon it altogether. Whether you're on holiday or a business trip, travel means being in a new surroundings that probably lack the little creature comforts that help you define your usual morning routine. That can quickly undo familiar patterns, but there are steps you can take to help you keep control of the mornings. The first tip is to try to maintain at least some elements of your routine. Take model and activist Cameron Russell. She's constantly on the road due to her work, and that's changed the way she thinks about routine. For her, it's more like an imp improvised attempt to fit the things she values into a hectic travel schedule. This entails a lot of adaptation and improvisation. Wherever she finds herself, she always makes time to do a little reading. That might mean skimming a few pages in the back of a cab or while sitting in a makeup chair, no matter her surroundings, though she can't do without this inspiring and wonderful start to the day. There are also minimalistic solutions. Venture capitalist M.G. Slinger, for example, simply has a bottled Starbucks Frappuccino because the chain is nearly everywhere. He can do that whether he's at home or abroad. But you don't need to rely on being able to replicate your routine in every setting.
In fact, there's a lot to be said about adapting your morning ritual to wherever you currently are. That's what Peter Ballater, president of education technology at Texas Instruments, does. Using his scientific and mathematical skills, he devises a special workout routine tailored to his local surroundings. Whether it's a jog along the Great Wall of China, applying physics, know-how to leverage himself around a barbell, or doing a plyometric exercises using his hotel room furniture, he's constantly adapting his routine to what's around him. Travel can have an adverse effect on morning routines. But remember, with a little inventiveness and flexibility, you should be able to keep up at least some of your early hour habits. And if your travel ends up knocking you off kilter, don't worry, it happens to all of us. Just try to pick up where you left off once you're back home. My morning routine, key idea number 10. Even the best laid plans can go array. So learn to embrace change. The world is an unpredictable place. That means there will always be some mornings where forces beyond your control end up throwing you off course and upsetting your tried and true morning routine. But that doesn't have to ruin your whole day. Forewarned is forearmed. If you're prepared for disruption, you'll be in a much better position to go with the flow and keep your eye on the prize. Take the junior doctor, Ramana Laska Darwood. His routine is built around disruptions. Being disrupted, after all, is what working in a hospital inevitably involves. Shifts change on a daily basis, and relocations to a new specialist wards occur every half year or so. She can't establish a regular wake-up time or plan around a definite set of daily tasks. For her, these things vary. But she doesn't let them throw her off course. Her demanding job has taught her to expect the unexpected and prepare accordingly. Taking events in her stride and making rapid readjustments is her routine. In fact, there's a good case to be made that embracing adaptability and flexibility can actually help you. Look at author Austin Cleon. He'd learn to enjoy the days when his routine is disturbed. Indeed, he regards such disturbances as an interesting break from his habitual schedule. Leo Babatuto, the founder of Zen Habits blog, takes his flexible approach to his logical conclusion and simply abandons routine altogether in favor of a morning ritual that emphasizes mindfulness. But of course, you can't diverge from or do away with your routine unless you establish one. And when developing your routine, the most important thing to remember is that it should suit your needs. Anna Maria Cox, a columnist and cultural critic who has had to battle with depression, sums this up by noting that sometimes just getting out of bed can be something to be proud of. Your goal isn't to please anyone else and end up feeling guilty if you fall short of your targets you've set. It's to design a morning routine that helps you start the day well and achieve your own ambitions. In review, my morning routine book summary. The key messages in this book what do 64 of today's most successful people have in common? They have a solid morning routine that sets them up for the day ahead. That's where the similarities end though. Every self-starter interviewed in this book has a unique morning regime, from writing to working out to meditating. The key to developing your own morning routine isn't any one technique or activity. It's doing what works best for you. Actionable advice. Start right. Getting the first few hours of your day right has a dramatic effect on what comes later. You can end up feeling happier 
more relaxed and ready to conquer the world. So where do you start? The best answer is by following your instincts and sticking to what feels right. Getting up at 6am to do an hour of meditation might sound like nirvana to some. For others, it's more likely to be another reason to pull the duvet over their head and return to sleep. The key to successfully crafting your morning regime is experimentation. Try out the ideas in this book summary that you like the sound of. If it feels good, stick to it. If it doesn't, try something else. You're sure to find your own unique combination soon enough. And that's wrap on this book summary, My Morning Routine. If you want the full book summary, click the link below to download this. We at Best Book Bits have done over 1,000 book summaries, so check us out on our website, bestbookbits.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast. And just remember, if you are thinking about starting a YouTube channel or a podcast show, writing a book, or doing an online course, I'll do one-on-one consulting with content creators all around the world. So click the link below if you want to book in a session with me and see if we can work together to start making you money online right now. Take care. Bye-bye now.